welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. All right, our next uh, guest is Innikor, uh, Innikorji. Uh, Benji uh, to, to some of us, and it's a bit of an inside joke because we, we uh, respect her so much that uh, Inigorji doesn't seem like it's enough, Benji doesn't seem like enough, so we just kind of put it all together. Her next presentation is uh, entitled My Patsha. She is the correct creative director of the Sick Research Institute, and I am the proud owner of some of her uh, works of art, some of her books. Uh, one of them is Thank You, Vaheguru, Saki Time with Nanima and uh, also a beautiful new one called Daddy's Turban. Uh, she is also very elegant and she's elegant in her art. She's elegant in the way that she communicates and I'm excited to hear more about what she means when she says, my Batsha. Please welcome to the stage, Innikor. Good afternoon. Bahiguruji ka khalsa, Bahiguruji ki fateh. I mean, Rena went a little overboard. I think a lot overboard, so I apologize. I'm any core, just that. Any will do also. But this, what I am sharing with you, is part personal. And um, sometimes it's hard to share the personal. But Dr. Jaswant Singh just said something. He said it is when you are, when you feel that, when you feel something that you've been so blessed or graced, not quite sure what the word is, that you want to share it in that spirit, in that spirit, I share this with you. So it, is, it was through the writings of Haisa Pai Singhji that I discovered Bebe Nanaki's brother and Pai Martana's friend, which began my love journey. So Bebe Nanaki's words to Rai Bular resound within me. He is coming. He is coming. The cranes come before the, the arrival of dewy winter nights. The nightingales come before the arrival of delicious Juicy mangoes. The air has turned fragrant. He is near. He is near. You know, many moons ago, my revered aunt said to me, Beta, one does not take the name of elevated beings. I didn't know what she meant, but obviously what she said must have made a deep impact on me because it stayed with me. And today, I find myself unable to take the name of the Guru. There is something that stops me, that prevents me from doing that. And I think it happens when the being's radiance and magnificence overpowers you when questions seem to disappear, and when the only thing that you yearn for is to be in the presence, with the presence. And in that presence, you experience 
a sweet silence. This is not a silence to be feared. This is actually a silence when you can truly hear. I'm very aware of the fact that this experience transpires when a relationship deepens. It occurs intuitively in Sahaj. And when that happens, something profound takes place within you. And you bow in reverence and humility. And I speak about now the gift, the gift that Guru has bestowed, the gift that my Pacha has bestowed on humanity is Ek Onkar, oneness. To say that this is just for the six would be a fallacy. The vastness that is encapsulated in Ek Onkar cannot be fully comprehended. To say that there is one God is actually reducing the Guru's legacy. In fact, using the word God, which is laden in the Geo-Christian dogmas, and that negates everything what Ik Onkar encapsulates. Ik Onkar is formless. It's a formless force or a power that is creative and pervasive, and that we that we, along, that we are a part, we and everything are a part of this one. Can you imagine that? That we are a part of this one. And so therefore, how can this force, this oneness, this ekumkar, discriminate or assign a greater or a lesser role to any one part? It is impossible. We are all a part of the one. There is no separation. We can think of ourselves as parts of a body, as also drops of an ocean, fish in a school, stars in a galaxy, and equally important, the opposite, the body, the ocean, the school, the solar system, the galaxy, and their entire infinite wisdom lies within each of us. Therefore, we are all part of an interdependent and interconnected order. And what is so critical to understand in today's day and age, that when we harm another, what we are actually doing is harming the very structure we exist within. And when we categorize and demonize individuals based on their caste, gender, sexual orientation, socio-political, economical ideologies and status, what we are doing is actually going against the very principle of Ek Onkar. There is also another dimension of Ek Onkar, the oneness. For the one who created is the one within in the creation, enjoying it. And I quote here 
from the Guru Granth Sahib. O Fareed, Creator is in creation and the creation lives in the Divine. Therefore, there is no separation. The Creator within the creation and all those who yearn to be a part of this oneness take on a discipline, a sadhana, a practice. And as their discipline, their sadhana deepens. Within them, changes appear. What they see, what they hear, what they say, for a lack of a better word, are markers in their journey. These are visible. And when remembrance, it is with a capital R, remembrance, which is Simran, enters their consciousness. When remembrance, when Simran enters their consciousness, they are graced with glimpses of the ethereal, the vastness, the beauty, and the magnificence. These are the invisible markers. And when that transpires, there's a realization which dawns that everything is the manifestation of the One. This is not an abstract path. This is not an imaginary journey. This is a re very real path that can be experienced because Pacha has also so very generously revealed the attributes that one needs to embody which enables the veil of this perceived separation to be lifted. And I want to share these attributes with you. Recognize the eternal principles, Satnam. Cultivate the creative response, Karta Purak. Display fearless behavior, Nirbho. View no enemy. Nirvair, perform timeless actions, Akal Murat, rise above consequences, Ajuni, cultivate the original self within you, Sarbhang. And as these attributes begin to grace you, as these attributes begin to adorn you, you feel the grace, Gur Prasad. But know that also, grace is always there. Grace is there 24-7. Do we feel it? That's the question. This is the path to experience Ek Onkar, oneness. You know, this revelation shook the, the, the spiritual and the religious world, it really shook them. Why? The world of the yogi, the world of the Brahman, the world of the Mullah, the world of the Kazi. Why did it shake them? Because it freed the people. The hold of the middleman was over. The hold of the mantra given, uh, the thread giver, 
the hold of the charm giver. Everything was over. Divinity restricted only to a particular caste or sect was over. The Guru freed and uplifted everyone further by saying, Man tu jod sarup hai, apna mool pehchan. O consciousness, you are an embodiment of the light. Recognize your origin. Origin is with a capital O. So therefore, we are divine. The light is within us. We are not a product of sin. Can you imagine what an incredible gift that has been bestowed on us? Let us for a moment imagine that the infinite divine wisdom lies within each of us. And all that we need to do it is to access it. How do we do it? The question does arise, how do we access this infinite wisdom? The way to this wisdom is also revealed by Pacha. You know, Dr. Jaswan Singh mentioned that. I have a slightly different take on it. Look at the goldsmith. The goldsmith works on the gold. He puts the raw gold into the blazing furnace to remove its dirt and impurities and then places the melted gold to give it shape and then hammers, carves and chisels it. This is the process for the raw gold to turn into a beautiful piece of jewelry. This requires the goldsmith's concentration, patience, discipline, knowledge of chiseling to turn a lump of gold into to a work of art. This is also the process for a seeker who yearns to become a work of art, a work of beauty. Cultivate patience, dheeraj, focused effort, dhyan, inculcate discipline to master the senses, jat. And then the toughest of all, I feel, is becoming resilient so that when one is put into the fire to dissolve the impurities, one recognizes that the fire is essential in this process, that this fire is not to be freed. It is the fire that actually brings you into the world. This fire is close to the sweet water, the Amrit. And the hammering and the chiseling that takes place is actually here to enhance your beauty so that you can radiate. Song whispers. Song whispers, you have been blazed. You have been beaten. Now you are ready to be poured into a crucible, banda, of love. You're ready to be poured into this crucible. Not the love that is blemished by obsession, blinded by insecurities, covered by the grime of selfishness. Nay, 
This is not that love. This love, this crucible is made of a noble love that is fashioned from the highest thought, divinity. Poured into this love crucible, the jewel noun adorns you. Vastness enters, freedom graces. It is when this freedom enters that love emerges. We've spoken about love. Where does it come from? It comes from when this freedom enters you. The devotion is so intense that you no longer are you and you're dyed in the color of your beloved. It is then you realize that the divine, the ik, is love. And love is divine, is ik. As you would probably maybe have gotten a glimpse, what I have shared with you flows from the 38th body of the Japji Sahib. Pacha further reveals Love like the lotus, even though it is tossed by the waves, it blossoms with love, in love. Love like the fish that loves the water, without the water the fish perishes. Love like the chatrik, the songbird that patiently waits for that raindrop, because it is that drop that will quench her thirst. She does not want the water which is on the ground. I want to pause here for the fish and for the chatrik. Water, love is their survival. Without it, they will perish. So what I hear Pacha telling me, that I need to love with this intensity, the intensity that I cannot survive without you, my love. This is Satcha Neho, true love, according to the Guru. The love that you cannot survive without the love that cannot be broken, the love that is eternal, for love never dies. I listen deeply. A vision appears before my eyes. It is a man standing by the ocean, looking across, waiting for his love. It is the Raja of Sri Lanka, who upon hearing about, from a traveler about the Guru, begins to long for darshan, for a vision of the Guru with such intensity that it absorbs him day and night. But his longing, his kitsch is filled with shraddha, reverence, siddhak, faith, rosa, trust, and that transforms him. His love becomes visible and it upsets the pundits and the ministers and the people in his kingdom because love cannot be hidden. Love has its own fragrance. It is the Raja's intense longing that speaks to me. You know why? because the Guru came. How can the beloved not come? 
when the intensity of love is so great. Love pulled, citadels fell, the Raja was transformed because he shattered the codes, the codes that were prevailing in the kingdom. He shattered them and love made him do that. Love enabled him to do that. Love is that force. Love is that driving force that transforms ordinary beings into extraordinary beings. This is the path of my Pacha, the path of love, because only those who are absorbed in love can experience the one. So love deeply, love sincerely, but more importantly, love reverently. We talk, just one thing said, there is devotion and love are together. In love, devotion enters. Devotion is a very important part of love. It doesn't happen naturally. It happens naturally, actually. As the love deepens, <coughs> devotion enters. And when that devotion enters, you understand, you experience the sacredness of love. So to say, I love you, is good. But when you begin to say, my love for you is sacred, that's taking it to a different level. As you can guess, this narrative is very close to my heart because also the words that the Guru spoke to the Raja, the Raja begs, please don't leave me, stay with me. I want you to be with me forever. And what the Guru says, what the Guru says, this is my earthly form. This is my earthly form. It will perish. If you want to meet me, you will find me in Shabbat. So true. And here, I want to share something what Petaji wrote, Paisa Bhaivir Singh Ji wrote. Shabbat frees you from your own captivity and entanglement. Shabbat removes the veil of ego, enabling you to experience your essence. Desires are captivity. Love that has any worldly hold is not is captivity. It is not love. Love is freedom. When you are free, love flows. So what I hear and what little that I have learned is that when your life depends on your love, it is probably then you are ready to play the game of love. I also know love is outright dangerous. However, it is not reckless. Love cuts the shackles and sets you free. Words will fail to do justice to this love. For it is the sweet of the dumb that can only be experienced, but cannot be described. Gunge di mithyai. So if you want to experience the love as revealed by Guru, one needs to form an intense relationship, a relationship so intense that the beloved has no option but to come. 
may we all experience the sweet of the dumb. Experience the sweet silence that does not need to shout its truth. Experience the silence of knowing which flows from the silence of deep listening. And then may we all experience the silence of just being, of gracefully accept accepting hukam and living in Hazuri, in the presence, with the presence. To live in Hazuri, I did not know what it meant. My beloved aunt, three days before she passed away, I called her, not knowing she was going to pass away. And she said, my ardas for you is that may you live sadatu hazuri vichre. May you always be in the presence. I did not know what she meant by that. It's after she passed away. The pain was so intense that I went to my basement and got a tiny, tiny book. It was written, it was a poem. It was a book of poems of Pitaji. And the first, and I just opened it. And there on the left-hand side was his eight lines on Hazuri. And I knew then what my aunt gave to me, what wished for me to live in the presence, with the presence. This is that game of love as revealed by Pacha. Are we ready to play it, to live in the presence, with the presence? All I know for myself, I speak here for myself, that I need to do a lot of work on myself. And maybe, and just maybe then, I may be close to serving the Guru's doctrine of love and justice that Harinder Singh talks about so much. In the meantime, I wait like Bebe Nanaki and yearn to see the nightingales arrive before the mangoes ripen. I wait to breathe the fragrant air that ushers the arrival of my Pacha. I leave you with light, in light, and love. Vaheguruji ka khalsa, Vaheguruji ki You are listening to SickCast by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. Thank you.